Hello, and welcome to another edition of Navigating Life with Coach Glow. Today, I have what I would call the sex therapist on the line, but he is not. He is not. He is not. But he is the marvelous in Yatsu Marvel. And I am so delighted to have him on because he is going to teach us a few things about what happens in the mind of a man as it relates to the woman that he looks to marry and the responsibility um, that comes with that role called wife. So um, without further ado, I introduce to you the amazing, <laughs> the amazing Inyatu Marvel. Welcome to the show, Inyatu. Hey, Coach. Um, hey. hey. So much uh, for having me on the show. Uh, I am so excited to be here and I am looking forward to this conversation. I've been looking forward to it uh, all week since we spoke. And uh, yeah, I, you know, I hope for this to be one of your best shows ever. I think it will be. Will you please share with the audience a little bit about what you want them to know about who Inyatu is? What are you all about? How do you help people? Help the audience uh, understand who you are. Okay, great. Uh, my name is Yatu Marvel, and I'm just a, a kid from Chicago. I uh, am a Black love enthusiast, that I believe in Black love, I encourage Black love, I support Black love, and professionally, I am a dating and relationship consultant, and I'm also a registered and certified premarital and marriage uh, couples counselor. I facilitate a, a couples assessment tool that allows uh, couples to individually online take a two, 250 plus question survey that explores uh, their upbringing, uh, their thinking as it, as it pertains to spiritual beliefs, finances, all of the category, over 30 categories uh, that dictate compatibility and the strength and weaknesses of a relationship and the algorithm pairs that information together with their significant others' uh, answers to all of those questions and create, generates a report that allows me to dig deep into strengthening uh, couples' relationships without having to go through 10 or 20 sessions just trying to dig up that information to even begin to help uh, couples. So it streamlines it, it uh, uh, you know, puts a, a trigger hair uh, pinpoint uh, situation as far as identifying, you know, what the issues are very early on. No one can see the answers to the questions. Once you answer the questions, you can't see them. Your spouse can't see them. I can't even see them. Only the algorithms can see the exact answers to the questions. But the report, you know, <clears throat> uh, generates based on those answers. And so uh, I'm also a certified Maxwell Method life coach and a newly published author of the book, uh, Why He Married uh, Her and Played Me, Nine Secrets to What He's Thinking. And uh, my chapter that I was assigned in that book because uh, there were not nine gentlemen, eight gentlemen, including myself, who con each contributed a chapter to the book. I was assigned a chapter on sexual compatibility. And so uh, probably never on my own would have cho chosen to write something about sex, but ultimately I was able to embrace that uh, chapter and the theme of that chapter. And I had a lot of fun uh, 
and it learned a lot even uh, in putting that chapter together. So I'm just so excited, Coach Lowe, to be here with you and your viewers and to you know explore whatever it is they want to explore. They call me in Yacht 2 Marvel is Hitch. If you've ever seen the movie Hitch, Will Smith, I am the real life. He was playing me in the movie. I am the real life Hitch right here live in the, fret, in the flesh. And uh, yeah, we're gonna you know tap into a lot of things to uh, hopefully benefit the audience uh, and benefit Black love, because that's my goal. All right. Well, y'all know who in y'all two is, right? <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much in y'all two. It um it has just been it has been a delight just to have conversation with you and uh and to read your contribution to why he married her and played me. <laughs> and I I'm just like I was so blown away, y'all. Let me tell y'all something. This guy is over here. He's acting all modest. You got to get the book. You have to get the book. When did they get the book? Because you need to put that on the forefront. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my website is www.thehitchagency.com. So I am Hitch, but the company is The Hitch Agency. So you can go right over to thehitchagency.com. You can purchase the book. You can book a free 15-minute consultation. You can book a session. You can book a package of section, sessions. Uh, you can book the couple's assessment. Uh, and, you know, with that couple's assessment, it reduces the rate of divorce by 30%. And that 30% is based on 4 million couples being served over the last 35 years. This is number one assessment tool for 35 years. Over 4 million couples' uh, relationships strengthened and 30% reduction in the risk of divorce. And so this is just a very powerful tool uh, and I'm excited to just be a part of it. Again, it allows me to live in my purpose and uh, fulfill my mission. Awesome. So y'all, we are going to talk about the significance. It is the month of love. It is the month of uh healing heart disease. It is the month of Black history. So we got Black love. We got Black history. We got the heart and, and all that it encompasses. And it all happens right here in this very short month of February. But today we are going to talk with Inyatu about the significance of sexual compatibility. And so um, and Yatu, you talked about how you would have never chosen this chapter to contribute to this book. If you could have chosen your chapter, what would it have been called? Um, you know, probably just attracting you, how to attract your partner and learning to attract your partner, you know, becoming a magnet. Uh, for your partner. Uh, out of the chapters that already exist in the book, uh, my good buddy, Charles Dixon, his chapter is actually my favorite uh, chapter. Of course, I can't be biased and pick my own chapter is my, is my favorite, but I really uh, enjoyed Charles's chapter. It was called, uh, You're a Placeholder, Not a Partner. And uh, he really gave women some tools 
to be able to recognize the difference between the two. And even I think sometimes guys unconsciously uh, take action and behave in a way that would suggest that they know the difference, but I think it's unconscious. And so uh, it even made me have to look in the mirror and say, hey, you know, these are some signs about yourself that you may need to pay attention to that you might not have associated with the fact that this person is probably not for you. And uh, so, yeah, I probably would have, I probably would have uh, wanted to contribute to, to that chapter. Okay, okay, okay. And I can see that even, um, so I, li I like the idea of the magnet. And here is why. Um, when I read the book, I was just like, I was just constantly like, whoa, <laughs> you came with it. Okay. You, you came with all of it. And when I was reading the book, I was like, okay, how did this happen? So I just kind of want to go back and revisit um, the, the point that you didn't feel like you were the one to do the actual chapter you did, but I would definitely beg to differ. <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because you were, you, you took, sexual compatibility from one step to the next, to the next, to the next, to the end. And it was almost like it was never ending. Mm. And so, I mean, because we're talking about a relationship here, right? Absolutely. And so um, I think that <laughs> I've had so many favorite parts, like y'all, you would think <laughs> He wrote a whole book. He wrote a very short chapter. But when I tell you it was so impactful as it related to me being a woman, and it was almost like he was giving us the inside track to the mind of a man and what it is that men need from women. Um, you know what? You tell us about that. You tell us about that. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, sexual energy is very powerful. Sexual energy uh, creates human beings, babies, you know, so that, you know, when you put it in perspective, that two people coming together and merging sexual energy is powerful enough to create an entirely new, you know, human being. And so with that being said, when you understand the power of sexual energy and sexual compatibility and the sexual experience, that this can be the difference between a man or and a woman and or a woman, you know, feeling on cloud nine on a frequent basis and or, you know, feeling down in the dumps on a uh, daily basis that uh, scientific research dictates that great sexual experiences injects uh, dopamine and endorphins and all of these chemicals into the brain and into the body that make us feel good, feel more confident. And when you have that going on, you know, they say when you look good and you feel good, you do good, right? And so this can be very impactful. We don't want to make it into a situation where 
sex is the biggest and most important thing in a relationship. Certainly sex alone should not and will not carry a healthy relationship, but it can be a very important component and it can be a very useful component because while it may require you to put more time and energy into it, the reward is tremendous that you will reap a lot more than what you sow when you plant uh, those sexual energy seeds with the person that you're supposed to be with. And I understand that, uh, you know, life is busy, uh, that we all have a lot on our plate. So it's easy to get distracted. There are a lot of great people who love their spouse, love their significant other, who aren't uh, living up to their potential and or maximizing uh, the sexual experience. And, you know, I can't decide for a person if that's something that they want to do. But I did set out with the intention to write a chapter that would give somebody the tools to do that if they wanted to do that and bring some awareness to that uh, to a person who just, you know, didn't realize that and didn't know. And you did that. You accomplished your goal, bro. Then <laughs> you hit the mark. You hit it. You hit it. And it was, it was just amazing because, like I said, from a woman's standpoint, sometimes you just mentioned it. You just don't know sometimes. And mm -hmm. when you are trying to understand someone else, you have to have proper communication. And so um, I was going to ask a question that I'm going to hold off from, but okay. I am going to bring this one up. So you just talked about how sex is not the main thing and the only thing that matters, but it matters and it is up there on the scale. So That's it right. matters tremendously, but it is not the only thing that is, that is at the top. And so you, you mentioned um, the movie, um, what is it called? Uh, Harlem Nights. Absolutely. So in Harlem Nights, there was uh, a, a time in the film where um, there was a guy named Richie who was in a brothel and he was seeing a woman that they called Sunshine, <laughs> played by Lisa, uh, Lila Rashawn. And yes. she's a beautiful woman. But in the movie, she was depicted as this woman who had all of the tricks of the bedroom, if you will. She knew how to satisfy to the point that the guy, Richie, called his house and said to his wife or his woman that he was with, I ain't never coming back home. Oh, pump your brakes, bro. What <laughs> is that is that a real thing? So uh yes. So, you know, as I said in the book, I don't want to make any woman feel like uh you know, sex is the reason why uh a man is doing anything uh wrong or anything uh negative or dishonest in a relationship, but that is not the responsibility I'm trying to put on a woman that you know, that uh, great sex is gonna keep a man. That is not what I'm saying. But uh, we do have to understand that there can be a very significant impact uh, in that area. And so, yes, that can be very real. You know, how many very smart men have literally blown up their household, blown up their families uh, because of a sexual experience. So, you know, I, 
I see Jay-Z, he has become a billionaire, very smart businessman, very calculated person, long-term career, made so many uh, of the right decisions, but in love and in marriage, struggle to make the right decisions. And obviously at times by his own admission and his wife's, Beyonce's own admission, uh, you know, made what, what can be considered uh, the wrong decisions. And there are so many, uh, you know, psychological reasons uh, for this. And so these are the things that we have to understand that there uh, is a responsibility with monogamy and more than it is about sexual tricks, what Sunshine was doing was she was having sex with Richie's mind. She was having sex with Richie's ego. I mean, so there was a television show on HBO that was out of uh, some years back called Hung. And there was this rich dentist and uh, he, his wife found out through his credit card bills or something like that, that he had been paying prostitutes. So she threw him out of the house and he was just outside, you know, all distraught talking to his neighbor and he explained to his neighbor that he loved his wife so much and that to him, his wife was so much more attractive than those prostitutes, right? And that he loved her and that he would much rather be with her and much rather be having sex with her. He said, but when he was with the prostitutes, he liked himself more, right? Wow. Prostitutes would squeeze his arm and say, you've been working out? Or, you know, this shirt looks so sexy. Just compliments are free. They don't take any energy. You don't have to do no push-ups. You don't have to do no sit-ups. You don't have to do no cardio. You don't have to break no sweat. It's just a compliment. And so what these women were doing for him is they were stroking his ego and it was empowering him to go out here and confidently take on the world, right? And so there's a such thing in a chemical called testosterone. Right. And it greatly reduces in most men when they get married. And there is a scientific and logical reason for that. And that is because all of that ego stroking and all of that, you know, uh, psychological empowerment uh, has dissipated. And I don't think it's because women are doing it on purpose. I think they don't realize how powerful they are in their man's life. You know, it's just like sports. No one person, Michael Jordan, never won a championship by himself. He was great, 60 points, 50 points, killer. But until he figured out a team situation, it just could not happen. Same thing in, in, in relationships, you know, this is why even though I have enjoyed being singles tremendously, I see the tremendous value in magnetizing my partner and uh, getting married to my wife. Uh, with the right woman, because I understand what type of empowerment, what type of power uh, there is in two people touching and agreeing and really investing in the relationship and getting, you know, an amazing uh, return on that relationship. And so, you know, this is an important, same thing for a woman, you know, a woman, a man giving a woman multiple orgasms and she go around her friends, guess what her friends are going to say? You are glowing. <laughs> You're glowing. You don't, you look different. What is going on? This is scientific. This is, you know, I'm not just making this up. That if a man can, you know, uh, use sexual energy 
to empower his woman, she will feel like she can conquer the world more than she already does. Again, I'm not saying that people should rely on their partner uh, solely for confidence or anything, but I'm just the power that is available uh, to people in relationships is, you know, tremendous. And because people haven't tapped into that power, uh, you know, I think it's greatly ignored and, and underutilized. But I think that you you do such a good job of of bringing to light the importance of the gift that God gave us, not just in procreation, but in pleasure as well. Absolutely. And that that is something that takes two a man and a woman. That is what I believe a man and a woman to come together and just really enjoy exploring one another. Freely. Um, and that's it. You called the sexual experience freeing. It's liberating. It is, it is, it is a lot of amazing things. Um, but I I believe that, I mean, just me, I am a Christian, and because I believe a certain way, and because I do have a certain moral standard, there mm-hmm. are just some things that have to kind of be talked through and I'm, I'm not going to do certain stuff, you know? (laughs) And so I, I believe that sometimes, you know, um, I think that sometimes women are made to feel like, well, what she won't do, I will. And you'll end up choosing me. And I I think that that's a really, really twisted way of seeing things. Um, I think personally, when a man and a woman is together, communication is key. And so um, one of the things that, and I'm just talking about around communication, one of the things that you talked about from a woman's standpoint is that it's important for a woman to communicate with her man, not just what she wants from him, but talk to him about what he did good, what you appreciated, how you enjoyed what specifically. Puff him up. Oh, I did that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> give him some doubt. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Absolutely. So communication uh, is very key. Again, it's, it's, uh, you know, I'm convinced that it's more mental than it is physical, you know? And so uh, I'm 46 years old and, uh, you know, I've been blessed to have uh, lots of different types of experiences. And, you know, what I've come to learn is, you know, a lot of people just don't know themselves, not only sexually, <clears throat> but at all. And so getting to know yourself is, is knowing all of you. And this is the only way to maximize your life is to fully understand yourself and uh you know sexual sexuality has a lot to do with it because it determines what you're attracted to uh, what type of person you pick and so a lot of us uh have allowed uh our upbringing and or society to make almost all of our decisions for ourselves without ever second guessing or questioning what's good for us and so a lot of people are beating their head up against a brick wall day in and day out in various aspects of their lives because they are so trained 
to agree with what was presented to them about what life and love and relationships and a career and money is supposed to look like that they have never ever just even asked themselves the question, is there a possibility of doing something different and having a different and even a better and enhanced uh, experience? And so, uh, you know, this is key that again, it would be rewarding to you as well, because if you get into the space where all of this good energy is being injected into your partner, the only place for them to deliver it or uh, manifest it or exude it is at home. They can't go to work and get all <laughs> So, you know, trust and believe uh, that, you know, this will come back tenfold and that a lot of people don't even know what they like. A lot of people uh, date and try to marry and uh, uh, get into relationships with people that they think would impress their friends and family, mm. right? So, you know, somebody created a standard of beauty where tall, dark, and handsome to where, you know, so many women dream about tall, dark, and handsome. Well, if they really explored themselves, I remember the movie Pulp Fiction, the young lady was a very slim, tall uh, model uh, with, you know, white America would call model-sized woman. And she was telling her man that she wanted to grow a pie belly because <laughs> rubbing a, a stomach, a tummy, feels better than abs. <laughs> that little flab felt, feels better pressed up against her body than hard muscles, right? And she was able to, you know, just acknowledge this to herself. And so I, you know, tell people all the time who, who struggling in the dating area, in the relationship space, uh, they have to understand that everybody don't have to like you. Just one, and it is somebody who, what you are, that's their dream. They dream <laughs> this other standards of, of beauty or none of that. You are their dream. And we just have to trust and believe uh, and be confident and then, uh, remove the obstacles uh, that we've placed up for ourselves to pre that prevents us uh, from magnetizing that person. So communication is key. Knowing yourself is key just for maximizing uh, life, not just uh, pleasing your partner, but maximizing your own life and marriage or relationship and sexual uh, experience. And so, again, you know, the title involves the word marriage. So uh, certainly, you know, we're encouraging uh, people to be married and I try to, you know, let people who are married know that this book is not just for somebody, who, you know, who wants to be married or is trying to get married or is maybe frustrated because some situations that they thought might end up in marriage did not end up in marriage. But this is a uh, informational tool that anybody single, married, uh, and anything in between can benefit from. I love it. I hope y'all taking notes. I don't, <laughs> you know what, don't take notes. Buy the book. The book has more than even what he's talking about in it. But I, I just, I, I, you, you, you speak about this topic in such an eloquent, from such an eloquent approach till it's, it's easy to digest what it is that you laying down, like you talked about in love, John. <laughs> it's easy to pick up what you laying down because um, I want to I want to go back and I want to revisit the statement that you made about in marriage, the role and responsibility of a wife. Um, when you think about the things that you're sharing with us in Yatu about 
the needs of a man, how those things are connected to his confidence. They're connected to his ego. They're connected to what he believes about himself. What does his wife think about him? Does she see him as the man that he is? You know, he see himself as great, but if you are not attracted to him, if you are not embracing him and bringing him in close to you, and uh, in one of the parts of Yatu's chapter, he talked about different things that you should do. Um, and he talked about dance all up on them, you know, um, touch on them, you know, tell him this in his ear. And, you know, so just all of these different things that make a difference. And sometimes we think as women that you have to go outside of the home to do some of these things. Okay, well, we need to go to a friend's party or whatever. Have your own party at home. It could be in your living room. It could be in your bedroom. It could be in the bathroom. It could be in the kitchen. With your spouse, your responsibility to one another is to exchange that energy that you're talking about. And so you talked about in order to have an extraordinary sexual experience, you called it the tri-factor. Yes. Let's talk about that. Okay, awesome. And so, you know, again, I, I'm 46 years old. And, uh, you know, because I'm a dating relationship consultant, some people uh, think I'm an expert, refer to me as an expert. But what I think of myself as is a student. I am constantly learning. This process is never over. I will never call myself uh, the expert because I learn new things every day. And so it was just a few short years ago uh, that it was brought to my attention that uh, a great uh, sexual experience includes you feeling great before the sexual experience during the sexual experience and after the sexual experience. And as soon as I heard it, I realized how important uh, that information was because a lot of people are going into sex with anxiety and dread and fear. And how can you have a good during if going into it, you know, there are all these uh, negative uh, uh, feelings and experiences going into it, while it, whereas some other people are able to enter their sexual experience, which is why uh, I use the movie Love Jones. You know, my brother Lorenz Tate from Chicago started the movie Love Jones, and he was digging a woman, and he got up on stage and he dedicated a highly sexualized uh, but metaphoric uh, spoken word piece that he dedicated to her on stage, and all the women in the audience were going crazy. And any man with any sense and confidence about himself can admit that he understands why all those women were feeling what, Corinne, what Lorenz Tate's uh, character was saying uh, in that poem. So yes, he said this before he took her out on a date, uh, before anything, uh, he set the stage. He, you know, created this sexual charge in between the two of them. Uh, and he continued to do so, that when they finally went out on a date, he asked her to go up north and go to the Red Hair, to a, a reggae club where, you know, the culture is to slow wind and grind on each other all night to, uh, you know, great 
reggae music. And so again, these are all things that he understood prior, you know, this is not, uh, you know, they say the pros know the rest guess, right? And so these <laughs> were not amateur moves that Lorenz uh, Tate's character uh, was implementing in creating this energy between him and this woman to where, uh, you know, they end up having sex on the first night. You know, he had been working long before that night to create the energy uh, for something like that to happen. And it is fun. It is so fun to, you know, create sexual energy with a person that you're not even in their space. And because of technology, it's 2021, there are memes and gifs and pictures and songs and so many tools that are free that a person can use to ignite and raise the level uh, of that sexual experience even before uh, they get to it. And then two, that communication piece comes back into the play during the actual sexual act. You know, one, you need to do some research and find out uh, what's going on and be creative about it because most uh, men and or women uh, don't want the first or the second date for you to be asking them what they like sexually and them having to try to give you some uh, stiff lips. But, uh, you know, people, you know, when you invest some time in learning how to be an effective communicator and you use all of your experience with people, whether it be in the grocery store uh, or in a business meeting or at work or at school or uh, with your kids or with your family members, uh, really trying to be the best communicator that you can possibly be. And the most effective uh, communication is the communication that accomplishes uh, the goal. And so bottom line, uh, you know, we have to be able to learn to have smooth uh, conversations uh, with the people that we're interested in to learn about uh, what makes them happy and what satisfies them. And so this book explores uh, some of the ways you can do that. And then last but not least, you know, there are uh, thousands of examples and of course uh, thousands or maybe even millions of people every day that are having sex that after the sex is over, they feel bad. Yeah. Uh, having sex with maybe an ex that they shouldn't be having sex with, they're having sex with somebody who they don't know what, what the nature of the relationship is, they don't know how the other person feels about them. And so they're feeling anxiety and dread and maybe even regret after the sexual experience. And so it wouldn't matter if the man made you come 10 times, if after you finish, and come, after you finish coming, you feel terrible because you like, he doesn't love me or he doesn't care about me or he's calling an Uber for me already or you know any of a number of things uh, that could cause a man or a woman uh, to really feel bad after the sexual experience. That's not uh, a great sexual experience. And so again, something I never, uh, I probably participated in, but never framed in, in the scope of, of you know three parts, feeling great before, during, and after. And so, you know, for any of the viewers out there, you know, here is some powerful information for you because one, no one is half the battle, right? Just right. knowing that this is a thing, right, that can be uh, accomplished uh, is half the battle. And after that, it's just, you know, doing a little bit of homework uh, to see what it is that you can do to improve uh, all three. Agreed. Agreed. I love the tri-factor because I think that it's so important um, because people can have a tendency even afterwards to just kind of move too fast. Don't right. move away from it, but digest it, take it in, 
slowly. Watch your words. Watch your actions. Just be present in the moment. So all of those things really matter and they kind of seal the deal, (laughs) you know? You know, and, and it's it's almost like it brings you to into a place of greater intimacy. Right. So, yeah. So um, so I just love all of that. But as because you are also a, um, a marriage coach, a marriage counselor. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to ask you this question, because when it comes to. Uh, sexual intimacy, sexual compatibility. What happens when a woman has been introduced to sex in an inappropriate fashion? So she has some limitations. She has some. Um, she has some limitations about what she's willing to do, and all of that. How do you suggest? From a man's standpoint, how do you have that conversation so that you are received from the man? Uh, very carefully. <laughs> First and foremost, uh, very carefully. You know, uh, uh, relationships can be very fragile, especially during the beginning, and people's understanding and people's feelings are very fragile in the beginning that, you know, metaphorically, I compare relationships uh, to humans and that when they first start, it's a baby. And so, yeah, you don't, you know, pat your baby on the butt and say, okay, go eat, go use the bathroom, go handle it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you, you got the baby this until it grows stronger and has more uh, capabilities uh, to be able to handle things on its own. And relationships are the same way. When you first know each other, you know, any uh, shocking information is going to be, you know, very jarring and uh, any strong feelings that you have, if you get any contradictory information, uh, is going to make you question everything, you know, because it's the very early stages and, uh, you know, the relationship is a baby. And so, you know, it's unfortunate, but we're black in America. And so all, all of us are walking around with some form of PTSD that, uh, I don't know why, I, I mean, I, I guess I do know why. I say that I don't know why, but I was sexually abused by a woman adult when I was 10 years old. And so from that point on, I just got into my head that as I was getting to know young women from the age of 10, I would ask women if they had ever been raped or sexually abused. Really? Yes, all the way until today. Right. And I can say that I probably can count on my two hands how many out of thousands of women that I've had this conversation with where the answer was no. They have never been sexually assaulted or abused or raped in their life. And 90 something percent of black women have suffered some form of sexual abuse, sexual assault and or rape. And then the huge, uh, even bigger shocker is that. 90% of black men between the age of seven and 15 years old have also suffered some form of inappropriate sexual behavior with an adult woman. And so, so many of us are walking around either, you know, closed off protecting ourselves from our own sexual awareness, sexual energy and maximizing our sexual experience. And then the other half of us 
are walking around here hypersexual, you know, hypersexual right. and and why and feeling guilty and embarrassed and uh, low moral value and shamed and all of these things because uh, you know we haven't uh, been introduced to a healthy way of processing uh, how we got to be this way and you know the trauma that it caused and what's going on and so uh, these are deep conversations that are beyond the scope of a regular person being able to manage in a healthy way so my suggestion is getting help I know that uh, Therapy is can be taboo in the black community. I personally, <clears throat> I love therapy. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you should wait till something is wrong to go to therapy. I think it's healthy for maintenance, right? That we deal with a lot, we manage a lot, a lot ends up on our mind, a lot ends up on our shoulders, and we need a safe place to unpack all those things and put those things down. And because it simply, for the most part, I think because it costs money. Uh, black people avoid uh, getting help from the outside. And ultimately, that's exactly what you need. You need somebody who won't judge you, somebody who hasn't known you were a kid or since back in the day when you did this or did that wrong to judge you. They're only assessing you and examining you from the place that you're at right now. They have no interest in what you say or do as far as it affecting their life. They don't know who you know, they don't know you, so they're not internalizing anything that you're saying, they're not being biased about anything that you're saying, they're not throwing anything back in your face. It's illegal for them to tell somebody, and even if it wasn't, they don't know nobody in your life to go tell them. And so it's, although it might seem strange to pour your heart out and lay all your business on the table to a stranger, that is actually the safest place yeah. to do it. And so many times in the black community, we get burned because we talk to our best friend or our mom or our dad or our girlfriends or our new boyfriend. And then what happens, you know, uh, a month later, two months later, five years later, whenever, now this person is abusing us uh, with the information that we share with them and or worse, they're going to share this information with somebody else who we don't know like that, who we didn't choose to confide in, and now that person is throwing it in our face and we didn't even share with them. And so, uh, you know, we as people have to get unafraid of therapy, unafraid of getting help and understanding the power of investing in ourselves, our own uh, mental, emotional, and spiritual health and the emotional and spiritual health of our relationships, uh, not only fan, uh, financially, uh, but just energy and time-wise, you know, that uh, a lot of people believe that they can just agree to be in a healthy relationship or just agree to be in a healthy marriage. And that's just not true. That right. the pad is what you built, right? So there's a, a vacant, line, vacant lot on the corner. If I point to that lot and say, that's my house, I agree that that's a house. Yes, that's our house. But there's no house there. Right. You're lying to yourself. If you build a house on that lot, now you got a house. And it's the right. same relationship. You can say, look at me, we together. Yes, we said we together. But you didn't build nothing, so you don't got nothing. You know, yeah. you got a dream, a picture of a house, but you haven't built a house yet. And, you know, when people begin to understand that, uh, you know, they'll understand that after that's done, you have a solid relationship that you can really build something on. Uh, but we have to be willing to put in the work. And so sometimes that work includes getting some outside help. 
Yes, I I love it. I um I really wanted to ask you that question because the work that I do and the work that you do can be very similar. I I talk to a lot of women. I've also been a stylist for um over 30 years. So okay. um with the rabbi. Uh, huh? <laughs> I said you're the rabbi, you didn't yes. priest, you're yes. <laughs> yes. So sure. um being behind the chair, I have always coached women. And so when these type of things come up, women are often very apprehensive. Um, and you mentioned it withdrawn about being forward and coming forward about talking to things that have happened in their lives, even to their husbands. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I don't get that. Because, we, okay, so if we just talking about sex and we're talking about how sex is freeing and how you need to explore and be open and this, that, and the third, and you get to the place where you marry somebody and now you can't talk about what it is. Personally, I don't think that you should marry a person without sharing those things with them because that might be something that could really cause issue in your marriage. So um, that I really wanted to hear what your take was on that as a man in your position. Right. So that's a very important dynamic that you brought up. Uh, very uh, serious that uh, we, the construct of marriage and the pressure that people have placed on themselves uh, to have the appearance of being more perfect and or better uh, than what they really are is uh, a real problem that that deep down inside, everyone would love for someone to love them for exactly who they are, the good, the bad, and the ugly. But we are so insecure and afraid. So we operate with a fear that we just don't believe that if somebody knew some of the things we've said or some of the things that we've done that we don't feel good about, that a person was, or things that even have been done to us that we don't feel good about, that that person will no longer uh, love us the same way, no longer see us the same way, admire us uh, the same way. And so many people are walking around afraid all day, every day to be themselves around anybody, yeah. uh, even in private. And so, <clears throat> uh, just tomorrow I'm doing, you know, doing a, a, a talk with a, with a few other, uh, relationship consultants and coaches, and it's all surrounding, um, you know, being able to attract your person. And one of the first things I'm going to talk about is you know finding yourself, being honest with yourself, discovering yourself. You can't find your person if you haven't even found yourself. Right. And so, again, you know, a lot of us are making decisions and choosing people uh, and relationships and connections based on what other people think and society says, and we really haven't found out uh, what's good for us. One of my favorite quotes in the world is is a quote that says, "It takes us a long time to learn to like." what's good for us right because so often what we say is our type or the type of things that we like 
is not good for us. And that doesn't just apply to relationships, that applies to food, jobs, are people stressed, they got some job that's stressing them out to death. They having strokes, they having anxiety attacks, but they, they, they won't go, you know, find another job or take another path because this is their comfort zone because this is what they're doing for so long. You know, 80% of people who go to college for a specific major end up working in the field that has nothing to do with their uh, degree. And this is, you know, shows you that so many people are not in alignment uh, with what they want or who they really are in life. And so that is so important to having uh, a healthy relationship. You know, I, uh, you know, prior to the pandemic, of course, uh, I talk to strangers all the time. Anybody that I saw with a wedding ring on, if we're in line, we're on the elevator, anything, I say, hey, give me one quick tip, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, about <laughs> marriage, you know? And I've done this thousands and thousands of times. And I remember this one guy, Caucasian guy, he said, it's, it, you know, me and all my friends together, six of us. And he said, in the last uh, four years, you know, all of us got married. And he said, uh, you know, three of us, we kept it real with our wives, you know, with our girlfriends right from the start. The good, the bad, the ugly. This is us. Da, 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 da. He said, all of us have healthy relationships. He said, all the other three guys are either already divorced or in the process of getting divorced because they tried to put on this representative uh, to their wives yeah. and, not, you know, not reveal who they truly are. And then so now three and four years into the marriage, they're finding out who you really are and they're realizing that they're married to somebody that they didn't uh, know. And so therefore that's not what they signed up for and it's resulting in divorce. And so uh, I know it's a scary thing. It's much easier said than done, but you know, there is a person out there who will love you for you, but you owe it to them and yourself and yourself uh, to let them see uh, who you really are, the good and bad and ugly. Obviously, over time, you know, don't on the first date dump everything uh, on them, but go into it with the mindset that it doesn't, you know, being a great uh, date, being a great uh, mate, uh, being a great spouse does not require perfection. Being a great parent does not require perfection. Being great at your career does not require perfection. Michael Jordan is the best player to ever play the game. He missed over 55,000 shots because it doesn't take perfection to be Michael Jordan. And it doesn't take perfection for you to be the best mate, date, spouse, parent, son, brother, uncle, auntie, whatever it is, it doesn't require perfection. You know, give it your best shot. Give it your best effort. Uh, understand that, you know, the growing process never ends. That You know, uh, if you want to have the best life you can have you're going to need to keep growing forever <clears throat> that you know <laughs> you improve and you proud of yourself and celebrate and i want you to celebrate that and then look at some more ways that you can possibly improve because the more you improve as a person uh, the more your quality of life uh, improves and of course that applies to relationship and sexual compatibility as well i love it i love it <laughs> i mean the the um the wisdom nuggets that you are are dropping are essential to and transferable, not just to intimate or sexual relationships, but relationships as a whole. Like you said, it doesn't take perfection to be a great mom, great at your career, great at, you know, whatever relationships you're in. 
it's important first for you to know yourself, know yourself, be your best self and let everybody else figure out what that means to them. (laughs) Yeah. And to your point, you don't need everybody to like you. You don't need everybody to love you. There are people that are going to naturally gravitate to your person just because of who you are. So um, I do, I want to, um, I want to ask you one last question and then I'm just going to just let you kind of freestyle if there's anything extra that you wanted to share with, um, with, with the audience. So you talked about being intentional, being creative, and being innovative as it relates to your sexual relationship. Talk to us about that. Uh, You know, anything that isn't growing is dying. I say that again. (laughs) Anything that isn't growing is dying because the world keeps moving, right? The earth keeps rotating. So me and my friends, the last few days, the conversation has been 2021 doesn't care what you're doing or not doing. It just keeps marching along. It's February, right? Right. On its way to March, you're going to blink and it's going to be March. The world (laughs) don't care. Life goes on, you know what I mean? No matter what you do or, you know, aren't doing, you know. So uh, you have to continue to grow and you have to be, uh, intentional about that, meaning you're looking for ways uh, to grow. If you can't uh, take criticism, if you can't listen to anything anybody says, if everything makes you defensive, if you only uh, listen to respond, you are not going to grow. And while you may be still living, you will not be alive. Right. Mm. And so please understand the difference uh, between the two that some people are, you know, excited to come home, excited to leave the house, excited to do whatever it is they do all day to make their living or or do whatever it is they're doing, excited to be with their kids, excited to be uh, with their significant other. And then there are other people who are dreading all these things. You know, every once in a while, I'm, I'm downtown early in the morning. It's downtown Chicago. So there are literally a million people on the street in between the hours of, of, of 6.30 and, and nine o'clock in Chicago every morning, Monday through Friday. This is how many people during the, before the pandemic uh, are going to work. And I see people that are pissed off <laughs> already. They ain't got to work yet. They are at the stoplight, they are on the bus, they are walking down the street, and they don't even realize it, but from my car, I can see that they are livid already. The day cannot go well when you're feeling that way. And then there are some people, they are bopping down the street as if they just won the lottery. Right. You know, uh, the difference between the two things is perspective. So there's this great uh, quote, and it talks about uh, two dogs uh, going into a into a room, right? And so the one dog goes into the room and it starts barking and going crazy 
And, uh, you know, finally the, the, the owner pulls the dog out of the room. The other dog goes in and it's just rolling around and, and licking and just so happy. And uh, we find out at the end of the story that what's inside of the room is a, a room full of mirrors. Oh, wow. Right? So the dog that was barking and growling and being aggressive, it was because he was seeing himself. Yeah. And, he and so that's how he saw the entire world, you yeah. know, and the dog that was happy was happy because he saw himself uh, in that mirror. And life is, uh, you know, exactly like that. Again, easier said than done. Sometimes, you know, people hear people talk and and talk about philosophies and perspectives and they like, I need a pill or something that I can just take because this is too hard, <laughs> this is too much work, this is easier said than done. And it is, you know, it is much easier said than done, but uh, I'm not here to tell you that it's easy. I'm just here to tell you uh, that it's worth it. So being intentional about every aspect of your life, being purposeful about every uh, aspect of your life, understanding that you do have tremendous influence and power over which you attract into your life and the results that you get in life. And, and once you embrace that and accept that and just begin to practice forming new habits, new habits that just are designed to get you what you want, not to be a good person because Inyatu Marvelous Hitch thinks so, not to be a good person because Coach Lowe thinks so, not even necessarily to be a good person just because Jesus thinks so, your pastor thinks so, or the church thinks so, because you right. think, right? because it makes you uh, feel good. And so, you know, the two areas in my practice is one healing, you know, past baggage, past uh, trauma, while very natural, I'm very empathetic to it, but no amount of feeling sorry for you or no amount of somebody else feeling sorry for you can heal that for you, right? right? You can't have your best experience. You can't have a healthy experience in life if you walk around broken and incomplete and not hope. And so the first part of my practice is to help people heal. Nothing you've done and nothing anybody else has done to you is unforgivable. You're a human being, you make mistakes, you can change it uh, and you can embrace that. Uh, and the second part of what, what, you know, what I do is to help people get in alignment. So there are some people who are, uh, are already healed uh, in many ways and in great places, in many areas of their life, really, truly great people. But there are things that they're thinking, saying and doing that just are not in alignment with what they say they want. So I've said this a million times. I understand that if I was in, in the shape, same shape that I was when I was in my teens and 20s, uh, that I could easily go viral. If I had uh, abs right now, I could just take my shirt off uh, anytime I want to and, and take a picture uh, that I could monetize my social media even more than I have thus far. But I like chocolate chip walnut cookies and I keep <laughs> eating them. And that ain't in alignment with having a six pack and pecs. I know this, right? I'm still a good person. I'm smart. I'm focused in a whole bunch of ways and successful in a whole bunch of ways. But my stomach, not so much. Why? <laughs> What I do and what I say about how much I love cookies and eating cookies is not in alignment with me getting a six pack. And so some people are doing the same thing as it pertains to their career, the same thing as it pertains to their relationship, even the same thing as it pertains to uh, parenting, that you are just doing what is your habit and not what you know logically 
two plus two equal four will bring you that four uh, result. And so, you know, a lot of people uh, don't believe there's a good man or woman out there. A lot of people say they hate dating. A lot of people say they hate starting over. They hate relationships. They hate to get to know each other part. And, and the universe is like, oh, you want to hate these things? I, okay, I'm going to give you exactly what you say you want. Because that's what you tell me. Every time you talk, every time you think something, every perspective you put out there, you're telling the universe what you want. So if you saying, ain't no good men, oh, you like no good men? Here, have more. Right? I hate dating. Oh, you want more dating experience that you can hate? Here, <laughs> have more. Right. The universe deliver to you exactly what the universe hears you saying that you want. And so, you know, that's why my last uh, live was about green flags and I read red flags. Don't be yeah. out here looking at the red on for, for Valentine's Day. Right. And, and things of that nature. Nothing wrong with the clothes. But don't be out here looking for red flags. Look for green flags. Expect to see and look to see the things that you want, uh, not the things that you don't want. And so that's what being intentional and purposeful uh, is all about in life and in relationships. Okay. And so what you talked about specifically in the um, sexual compatibility area, you talked about uh, being creative and being innovative. And I just want you to just kind of give women some tips about some of those things that make a difference when you show up. Okay, great. Uh, the goal here is to make the man feel good about himself, right? Right. And so compliments uh, are a great way to make a person feel good about themselves. And I'm not saying make up uh, lies, but there are attractive attributes to every person. So this requires you to pay attention uh, to be able to deliver uh, those compliments that uh, black men, you know, when we turn on the television or we look on social media, we see uh, other black men being degraded uh, by the police, uh, by the government, by the media, uh, unfortunately, even sometimes uh, by, each, by each other. Right. So uh, it can be difficult for many black men to go out here into the world and feel great about themselves and their position in the world. You know, there are a lot uh, of us feel like we're driving Miss Daisy right? And that we're not far from uh, uh, the slavery days, that we only are valuable if we have a lot of money, we're only treated with respect. And even in some cases, even then, when we have a lot of money, we don't even get uh, the respect. And so uh, a man doesn't want to have to go out into the world and be at war with the world all day, every day, and the world trying to beat down on his confidence and self-esteem and his perseverance and his uh, ambition and things of that nature, and then come home uh, and be at war with his woman. So there's okay. a quote that says, better a thousand enemies outside the house than one inside uh, the house. <clears throat> and so, uh, you know, instead of talking to a man about uh, your day at work and uh, who was gossiping about who and who has the messed up uh, new hairstyle or who cut their hair or who got caught cheating, you know, maybe take uh, a little time to consider uh, some things you might could talk to your man about when he walks through the door that would uplift him, that would nourish his mind, that would be uh, of benefit to him. That women are uh, uh, outstanding at being organized and making things happen. 
And so if you know that there are some things out here in this world that, ex that excite your man, that bring him joy, that he may not be uh, fulfilling that in this moment, uh, you know, sharing information, finding out things, uh, you know, contributing uh, to his growth or even just expressing uh, belief in him and encouraging him. You know, these things seem very small, but they can mean everything. And so, yes, in any way that you can, treat that man like a king. If you just extra little things uh, that you can do. So, you know, one of the things I mentioned in the book, uh, you can purchase a, a, a crown on Amazon for like 25 bucks. And when he's coming in feeling like a peasant on a particular day, you can put that crown on his head and make him feel like a king, you know, any day of the week. Uh, you know, you could be making your regular meal that you're making, but as you're making it, you're telling him that you can feel he needs some extra love. So you're putting some extra love in the lasagna today. You're putting some extra love in the fish today that you would be amazed at how the, the mind and the psychology works and that, you know, uh, recognition uh, and appreciation means more to people than money and a whole bunch of other things a lot of times. You know, they did some psychological tests where uh, it was asked if uh, a person would rather a raise that nobody knew about or a promotion that no nobody knew about or some type of recognition at work in front of all of their peers and colleagues at work or even time off. Those were the four categories. And believe it or not, psychologically, uh, it gives people a bigger boost uh, just to be recognized. And so uh, we can be creative about how we recognize, uh, you know, our people, whether it's, you know, getting their clothes together, getting a bath together for them, uh, you know, fixing them a drink, uh, coffee, rolling them a joint, whatever your thing is. <laughs> how thing about is. putting on a sexy outfit or something? You talking putting about rolling a joint. <laughs> right. I was supposed to be talking about sex. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that part too. Uh, so yeah, lingerie, uh, you know, just a t-shirt. It doesn't even have to be something fancy. One of his t-shirts, uh, you know, men love to be surprised. So, you know, if you pop that house coat open or pop that coat open and there's something under there that he didn't expect, you know, <laughs> trust and believe he's going to be, uh, you know, cheesing, uh, you know, there's so many ways to get music for free right now. And there's so many feel good songs out here. You know, I, uh, music can take you to uh, another place. You know, I can remember times in my life where I just was coming from court and I was all upset and discombobulated. And I went inside of Target and they was playing some Michael Jackson and I just couldn't be mad. <laughs> Oh, Mike just healed me with the words he said. He just was so killing it with off the wall that I ended up just singing it and just feeling good, you know? Right. The same thing has happened to me with some Stevie Wonder, uh, you know, on the elevator. And so, you know, anything, you know, you say, hey, come here, baby, sit down, let me take off your shoes. You know, let me uh, undress you, you know, let me, uh, you know, help you with that. Let me do something for you, you know, uh, get to know your uh, partner's love language. You know, sometimes it's going to be an act of service. Sometimes it's going to be quality time. Sometimes it's just, you know, words of affirmation, telling them you appreciate it. You know, it's not easy, uh, you know, to be a man. But on the sexual uh, thing, you know, I don't want to give everything away 
uh, in the book, but I, I just love where we are in, in the world right now. We can pretty much order anything uh, on Amazon to spice up your life. So you can turn your bedroom into a, you know, you can get a, a temporary disco ball light, uh, <laughs> turn your bedroom into the club. They got free DJ apps on your phone. I've been, uh, you know, hanging out with my lady friend and, you know, DJ and I had the fog horns I can scratch and I'm not good at none of it, but it's just fun, uh, you know, to do uh, together. And, you know, so uh, I love, you know, watching, uh, you know, romantic movies. You love Jones, you, you uh, uh, love and basketball and brown sugar and, you know, uh, all these great uh, love, love stories that can uh, get people in the mood. And so, you know, these are some of the things uh, that we can do, you know, talk dirty. I have a uh, a collection of provocative memes and gifs in my phone, you know, just to, you know, throughout the day, you know, keep things spicy, keep things, uh, you know, exciting, you know. And so uh, those are just some of the things you can do. And there's some more suggestions in the book. So as uh, Coach Lowe said, you know, definitely uh, get the book. Thank you so much. You have been such an amazing teacher to us today. And I am so grateful. So all of the women, I'm going to say, oh, thank you, Mr. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. And y'all too for coming on. It has been an absolute pleasure. You have given us so much to think about, so much to practice, um, so much to consider. And so um, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us. Y'all better know we will have Inyatu on again because he is just a really, really great guy and he has a lot to offer. Um, so any last words? Do you just want to say holla at y'all <laughs> later? <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I like if, uh, you know, people invested their time, people are going to invest their time to watch this. So I want to give them the most uh, that I can possibly give them. And so uh, what I want people to walk away with from this, uh, even outside of sexual compatibility is as it pertains to dating and relationships uh, that I have a three prong uh, steps to success in relationships. And so these are the things you want to get from your relationship. And these are the things that you want to give to your relationship. And so the true way to really know if you're in the right relationship is, is if you're getting, getting and giving three things. One, the right relationship should enhance you. That in some ways you should visibly be, visibly be able to see how this relationship and this connection to this other person is contributing to you and making you better and that you are bringing something to the table and that you are interjecting some type of energy uh, that is enhancing your partner. The second thing is a good relationship, a healthy relationship, the right relationship in dating experience and or marriage should be advancing you, right? And so uh, even my friends, same thing, that my friends every day, they come in with something new that they thinking about, working on, implementing, just found out, we're sharing resources. You know, if you talk to me today and you talk to me from a month from now, you might not even think you were talking to the same person because I try to read and find out and dig up and share resources and network and exchange conversations so much that in a 30 day period, I will have some totally new and advanced stuff going on in compared to before. 
that uh, inspires people. When I connect with other people, I like to share my resources with them as well to help them uh, advance as well. And so these are the things that you should be looking to give and get from a relationship. So one, enhance you, two, advance you, and three, romance you, right? That we all want love, we all want uh, companionship, and um, you know we have a great idea uh, what that looks like and it involves uh, interjecting some energy and so uh, you know the grocery store these days has very inexpensive uh, bouquets of roses you know sometimes ten dollars or less six dollars or less a card from Walgreens might take a little time to find the right one but cost less than five dollars there's so many little things that we can do write a little note and stick it on the refrigerator write a little note and stick it on somebody's bottle of water in the refrigerator, you know, write a little note and leave it on the windshield of the car. These are all small things that you can do uh, to make a person smile and have romance in your relationship. And so when, when you see that happen, when you know, you know you're being enhanced, advanced and romance, uh, and you're reciprocating those same things, that you will have a healthy, uh, happy, sustainable, sustainable relationship. And so that's what I, my last tip that I wanted to share with your audience, Coach Lowe. And I just want to thank you so much for having me on the show. You've asked all the right questions. I love your energy. We were talking so good even before we got on the show that we almost didn't start filming this show, uh, <laughs> that we were having so much fun uh, talking with each other and exchanging ideas. So I truly, as I share with you uh, before we got on the show, I like your energy. I appreciate your energy. It made me want to do uh, the show. It made me excited to do the show. And it made me not care about nothing about them technical difficulties uh, to get in our way to be able to do today's show. So thank you uh, so much for being the person that you are and putting together this platform uh, to be able to reach out uh, other people and help other people. And, you know, I see big things in the future with your Coach Low uh, brand and business. Thank you so much. And Yatu and Ditto, are we on for 444? Because I know you have a lot to get on. Are we doing yeah, I do. Right. I got four minutes. I know. All uh, so right. I, I told myself it's a Super Bowl. I didn't know if I was going to do it, but I think I'm just going to get on and, 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 and do some, a Q&A where anybody who wants to ask me questions, they can ask me questions, but I won't do a topic. I just keep it light because I know people about to watch the Super Bowl, even though I will not be watching the Super Bowl <laughs> until Colin Kaepernick gets a job, which is never. So I'm done with the NFL forever, but I'm not knocking anybody else's right. Uh, to enjoy it, but I will not be watching. <laughs> I can appreciate your stance, but yeah, mm -hmm. I think that it's important that you do get on, um, but I'm just sending love back in your direction and yeah. uh, just saying thank you so much for uh, you. I mean, you're an amazing teacher. This experience has been great and I enjoy your energy just as much as you've enjoyed mine, but you have put out so much today. And I just hope that the audience um, can appreciate the time and the investment that you have made in each of us. So thank you again. And I'll see you on at 444. All right. Awesome. Good night. Guys.